Two and a Half Chicks is back today with a discussion on love, heartbreak, and great sex. Drawing inspiration from Luke Combs' song, Love You Anyway, we explore the challenging question, would you still dare to fall in love if you knew heartbreak was inevitable? We also discuss what makes great sex and what truly makes someone a great lover. We then venture into the world of sexual dynamics and preferences, exploring different sexual positions, and we revisit some concepts from our last episode on BDSM. Lastly, we debate how some have a need for validation outside of relationships and the role ego plays in this. Join us as we dive deep into these emotionally charged topics where we don't always agree. Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. It's me, Tess, Monica, and Brian. Hello. Hi. And today we are uh, without a guest, and we are going to just chit-chat about a couple of topics that we were talking about offline that we thought might be interesting to bring onto the show. One of them was inspired by a song we were listening to by Luke Combs called Love You Anyway, and uh, I was in the car. Sing it, Tess. Give him a little taste. <laughs> Good night. I don't know it enough. Uh <laughs> Me and Brian were in the car with Rachel, and we got talking about it, and conversation came up about the song was about him, I think he was singing to his wife, and he basically was saying that even if it all didn't work out, he would have loved her anyway, right? So this topic came up about if you knew that your heart was going to get demolished, you were going to get your heart broken in love, would you still go forward with it? I, I, I answered the question immediately and said, oh my God, absolutely. You did. And then you started to talk more about it and you changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> what did I say? You were like, yeah, but you knew, you knew what it was like. Like you had, right? You told me like, I already knew, like I went through it. I already. remember. Because you said, yes, absolutely. And I said, yeah, but you know the feelings that you felt. Yeah. And how it was like a love that was unparalleled in your life to date, right? Yes. So you couldn't possibly miss out on something you because you already knew what it felt like. What if you didn't know what was going to happen? Right. So the topic was, if you knew you were going to fall in love, and at the end, you knew you were going to get your heart broken, but you don't know everything in the middle. Right. So she was like, well, what happens if if you were in that scenario and the whole time you argued every single day, but this was the love of your life, so to speak, right? And you argued, or there was like some kind of abusive behavior, but you don't know any of that. It wasn't just all blissful. You just knew you were going to be completely in love and then you were going to get your heart broken, but you didn't know why. Would you still go through it? What do you think, Monica? It's hard to answer that, I think, because like you don't know. Right. Because if, if it's a love that is a great love and you get along and you're blissful and yeah, you have your bad moments, but overall you're, you, you are happy with this person. And let's say the person has to move away or, or, you know, to be really mm-hmm. negative dies, right? Would you still do it? Cause your heart would be broken. And in that case, I think the answer would be yes, because right. that kind of happiness right? doesn't happen very often. So, and if you lose that person for reasons that not because you, 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 you grew to hate each other, but you still loved each other at the end, then yeah, the answer could be yes. But if, like Tess says, if, if the person you fall in love with, you know that they're going to hurt you and having that type of relationship changes you. Yeah, but you don't know, Monica. That's the whole beauty of this conversation. You don't know. 
Are you willing to roll the dice on love? So then the answer would be no. I wouldn't want to be in a relationship. I think the premise of the song might have been that when he said that, he already knew she was worth it to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you are so amazing to me that even if my heart, you know, even if I'm going to love you anyway, no matter what, because it's almost like it's out of his control. I get it. I completely get it. And I mean, I felt that way about someone, right? Even though I walked away. Like, I still crazy love this woman. After all the bullshit, I still loved her. So it was for me, like, if I said no, I changed my mind. But like, I, I don't know. I still teeter on it. Like, I don't know. Because you guys know me. I like crazy. Crazy's the shit. The thing there, what you're saying is that the good was so good yes. that you're willing to take the bad. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I remember when we were in the car talking about it that day, my answer immediately was no, I wouldn't probably. You did say no. If I knew it was going to end in heartache, heartbreak, not knowing the in-between. Mm-hmm. Though I can't really reconcile that with my life because I'm, you know, like anybody that's in a long-term relationship has lots of ups and downs. And I know that I wouldn't trade my relationship for the world. And I've been, even in my second relationship, working really hard at it for the last year. And I haven't given up easily, so I don't I don't know how I feel, really. Because, mm-hmm. like, what I said, how it says, if I knew in the beginning, I don't know. It, it, this is a tough one to me. I think this is a tough one. I don't think it's an easy one. Okay. I think for me, Tess, when, I, when you guys first presented that question as well, uh, my first answer was no. Because I associate it with pain throughout mm-hmm. the whole relationship. So... If I think that there's going to be like, it's going to be a painful relationship, my answer would be instant no. Well, the question doesn't really mean the whole relationship would be painful. It just means it would end in heartbreak. Like you, exactly. there's going to be a but loss so, at but, some but point. But because of that, for my association with a breakup is a painful relationship. So I, I see, I've yeah. never had a blissful relationship where it ended because of whatever reason, right? A, right. a long-term yeah. relationship. So I would just say, no, that's okay. But here's something interesting about my kids. The fathers of my kids. Both gave me a lot of pain, mm-hmm. lots of pain. They completely changed my life, the way I, the way I've become. Um, lots of problems I've had in my adult life, but I would not. I would go through that pain for the love of my kids because I mm. love them that much. Right. You wouldn't want that to not have happened. Yeah. But if you got back into the past, you and, and you didn't know you were going to have those kids, would you still go through that pain? No. If I didn't know I was going to have them, right. no, I probably wouldn't. No. I mean, because if I can go back in time and do a lot of things different, Monica, I would. <laughs> but if you, There's you, different kinds of pain, too, right? There's, like, some mm-hmm. things you shouldn't have to go through. But there's different types of heartache, right? When we're not really even being specific about what kind of heartbreak, just that it's going to end in a, a loss. Yeah, you're just going to be heartbroken regardless of the So, yeah, if I don't know what the heartbreak is going to be, I'd probably say no to Tess. Because I, I would be afraid of that long-term, slow heartbreak. Because I wouldn't yet know what it was. I wouldn't yet know what was going to make it worth it at the mm-hmm. beginning. Exactly. Yeah, I think that I, in my life, I think whether it be wise enough or dumb enough, I know mm. when enough's enough. I, I know what yeah. I'm going to put up with and I'm not what I'm not going to put up with. So I yeah. will put up with a lot of things. And when I was younger, I put up with a lot of things for sex. <laughs> and let's just face it, crazy makes good sex, right? But like in the long term, like now, you know, I don't have anybody that's crazy and it's calmed me down so much, right? Yeah. And I, I'm at a moment, I'm like, I'm at peace right now, finally. So yeah. so for our listeners, I'm in Reno this week 
And I took a ride in Brian's car today and went to lunch. <laughs> and I was just cracking up because his car was a mom car with yeah. a car seat in the back. I was just... I, I was just, it was, it was surreal for me because knowing Brian, <laughs> I never imagined him having a mom car. My car, it's a cool car now. <laughs> not even yeah. a dad car. You got a mom car, she said. So first of all, first of all, it's not a mom car. It's a lesbian car, okay? Oh. <laughs> what makes it a lesbian car? It's a Subaru Forester. Oh, okay. okay? And anything you listen to online, TikTok, whatever, Instagram, they all make fun of this car and they all say lesbians drive it. Okay. Oh, that's hilarious. So, and I'm okay with that. But on top of my lesbian car, I have a kid seat in the back. I have a booster And, and seat. sparkly stars. Yeah. And apparently she left <laughs> sticker books and shit like that. So I, I like, Monica was busting my chops and I'm like, yeah. I said, Monica remembers convertible Audi, Brian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, it's true. Not lesbian Subaru, Brian. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Crazy. Let me ask you this. Is exciting to be with somebody that challenges you? 100%. I guess it depends on how they challenge me. Yeah, that's a good answer, actually. I don't care how they challenge. Challenge is challenge for me. Good, <laughs> bad, indifferent. If you can keep me on my toes, the, the better I'll be. Mm. Of course, I'm not being kept on my toes now, but I'm still pretty good. So, <laughs> Yeah, I can see the benefits of it, but I can also see how exhausting it can be. It's unbelievably exhausting. Yeah. I'm not going to argue that. You have to have Mm -hmm. a strong willpower to be in one of these relationships. Yeah. It does help, Brian, that you're like a true romantic. Yeah. You wouldn't call yourself that, right, Monica? No. Oh, God, no. no. I am a hopeless romantic, but like... You even cried during La La Land (laughs) at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know what you guys are talking about, finally, because I finally saw it. I am a, a romantic, but not... I don't know, a scale of one to ten, maybe like a one. three or four. No, I don't. More of a subtle romantic. No. Did you see one? She's a one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was telling them the other day, like, I, she says, she's joking around with all her friends, and she's like, well, you know, Brian's afraid to see his ex-girlfriends here in Reno. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to see you get beat up. You know, it's like, because they were so upset that, that I left them up? for her. They don't know her from Adam. They don't know who she is. But when oh. I broke up with these girls, I was like, look, there was somebody right. else I'm seeing that I'm getting along with so much better. She's like, well, why do these girls always feel so attached to you? And I'm like, because I treat every woman I'm with. And I don't mean it sound horrible. I treat them all the same exact way. You know, I pay for everything. I open doors. I carry stuff. I, you know, I make them you know, everything I do. Every single mm-hmm. thing I do is to make them feel worthy and nice and cared for and care for. Right. And, and pretty and all that other shit. So, yeah. I could see why I don't want to get your ass kicked. Although, M would probably F those chicks up. <laughs> <laughs> she's really secure in herself. That's a great thing she has going for her. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. So what was the other topic we talked about, Des? The other topic, I think, was one that Monica brought up, was about what makes great sex great. And you know what? I think that she brought that up because she realized that the milkman's been knocking it out so good that now she <laughs> wants to know if it's really good. Because like, what's what's making this so great? No. I, Are you sure, Monica? I brought up I brought up the topic because I saw it online. <laughs> I saw people talking about it online. Uh, the question they had posed was, does a person who has a more experience and know more positions does that make them a better lover? Or what makes somebody a better lover, right? Mm. Exactly. Okay, so let's use your life as an example, Monica. Who made you, who, who was a great lover for you? Like, you have to say the name, but like if the milkman, the milkman, but did you have a great lover in your life? Yeah. 
Okay. What made Yeah, I would say that a uh, concern for me, mm-hmm. caring about me, like what I was feeling, uh, somebody who I could trust mm-hmm. and, and somebody, I, I just had a connection with them, but I, it didn't need to be in love. I didn't need to be in love. It just had to be that there was a connection there. I trusted them and they cared. I bet you if you asked a hundred people this question, a hundred answers would come back and the top answer would never be, oh, the way they look. No. Right? doesn't matter how they look, look when you're having, right? When you're having great sex, mm-hmm. it's all mental. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with anything else. A great lover is going to be confident. Mm-hmm. And a great lover is going to be observant and attentive, and they're going to pay attention to how you're responding to them. And if you're not responding, they're going to switch it up. They're going to learn your body. They're going to mm-hmm. learn you. And a great lover also loves sex, loves what they're doing. Yeah, I think that a great lover starts completely and utterly outside the bedroom. Okay. A great lover is someone that you are just, you you love. You are in love with this person. And there's like a point where you're having sex with them and you want to be in their body. Whether, mm-hmm. to, you know, it could be the most basic missionary position on the planet. But you want, you can't get so enough of them so much. You just want to be a part. You want to be one person. That's one ingredient. Yeah, that I agree, Brian. High affection. Like doesn't have to necessarily be in love. It's just be high affection between the two people. Mm-hmm. But now you're saying that a great lover has to be somebody you're connected to. It can't be like a one night stand or somebody you're not connected to. For me. Because, like I yeah, said, for the great me, lovers neither. that I have had one night stands with, it was good sex. It was, you know, it was, it was the fun. sex was great. It was fun. But was it? As great as when I was in completely emotionally involved with someone? Absolutely not. Got it. So you're talking about the experience more than whether or not they're, they have skill. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Got it. It's like, I want to eat a piece of chocolate and it makes me feel so good, right? But I don't want to eat it every day for dinner and breakfast and everything like that, right? It's just, mm-hmm. and the right moments, like I want to have that steady, nutritious breakfast and everything. When that time comes to eat chocolate, that's fun, but it's not sustainable. Like a great experience with sex is one where like you you feel it for days or or however long afterwards you remember how you felt at that moment and it's not just physical it's it's an emotional thing as well yeah and the bonus is when you can smell the pillow and it's still there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like the the cologne or the perfume is still there right it's it's just everything do you think somebody's like just great at sex or they're not or do you think it depends on your connection with them because I think that somebody could be a great lover with one person and not another. I think it definitely has to involve the connection. It's not a one-way thing, right? Mm-mm. There was something else I had on that subject, and now it's escaping me. The heck was it? I, I have a story to share while Tess is thinking about it. So remember Caden uh, and uh, AJ describing AJ. the positions? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> describing the sexual positions they like the most? Mm-hmm. They described the Spider-Man position? Mm-hmm. So I told Milkman about it. I said, have you ever, do you know what this position is? The Spider-Man position? I, he knew the position. He just didn't know that people were calling it the Spider-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's what I said too. Yeah, so we tried it. I'm going to say it's a pretty damn good position. She's a fan. I told you, Monica. You're a fan. I told you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, he really said, this is really good, he said. That's awesome. So that was great. So it's nice See? to know you're, st- you're still knocking out the Milkman. That's good. Is he one of your greatest lovers? Yeah, he's. He's a good lover. She keeps going back for more, so he must be pretty good. Right, but is it one of those emotional lovers, or is it one of those no. con- like over and over? You're repeating a one-night stand lover. Oh, there's some in between. No, it's, it's something in between. Yeah. Like, we've grown to care for each other as, you know, as humans. We have a connection, but 
but it's not love. It's definitely not love. Mm-hmm. And we've obviously grown to trust each other. We've been seeing each other for almost a year. Wow, already? So there's Damn, that. It's yeah. Wow. It's going to be in the fall. It's going to be a year. Damn. Going to be in the fall. Last, she fell right on his dick. <laughs> Bless you. I know. <laughs> oh, oh everybody, try that Spider-Man position if you're able to. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, there should be a there should be like a diagram that we put in the comments down at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> what oh, exactly the Spider Man is. I think we just got, described it pretty well in that episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, Tess, you did you think about what you wanted to say? No, I didn't, Monica. I lost it. Lost it. Can't be found. Well, I think we all agree what great sex is. We all have uh, different views, you know. Well, obviously, connection, emotional yeah. connection, some type of emotional connection. Yeah. yeah. And one night stands are good too. <laughs> just just saying. From what I can remember. <laughs> I've been dad aside so much right now that I, I kind of forgot about all that stuff in my past. You know, because like I gotta tell you, Em and I have I, I feel we have wonderful sex. But like I said, it's very basic. It's about as basic as you can get. The other day I was like, she's rubbing me, rubbing me, and I'm like, all right, let's have a quickie. And she's like, Oh, you're so romantic. It's 1130 at night and I got to work tomorrow. There's no such thing as romantic. <laughs> Sorry. But that basicness, is not what you're wanting now? Yep. I mean, like I said, when I say basic, I don't want people to get the wrong impression like this boring. No, it's not boring at all. You know, but like it's, it feels good. It's, it's, it's emotional. Making love. Yeah. You're making love. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. I never use that term. I always say, I, I use the Hank Moody part. I'm making the love. Isn't that how it is when you're in a long-term relationship? You know, most of the time, sex is basic. But every once in a while, you're just in the right mood, you know, not stressed. And if you still care about each other and you're still, you know, still trust each other, you have that that great sex. Yeah. It's just you can't have that great sex every time. No. Because life happens, right? You get tired. You have stress. Well, and- unless you're with someone crazy, Monica, because then you can have great sex all the time. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you because, like I said, at a price. A, yeah, at a price. You're right. It's the. It depends on what you're willing to pay. Are you, Brian? Have you ever considered that maybe you're the crazy partner? Absolutely. 100%. In this relationship, a hundred percent. I keep going back. I, I was going back and forth all the time. Yes, I'm absolutely crazy. But I was on the lowers echelon of crazy. I was on the lower level. Yeah. No, I could just see. I could just see your ex girlfriend saying, "Man." The good-looking guys are crazy as hell. That look at my ex, Brian. <laughs> do you do you know how you actually had the audacity to rate yourself a three on the romantic scale? I'm more of like a six on the crazy scale. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. I had the audacity to rate myself a three. <laughs> You're funny. So let me ask you this: Do you have a different idea of the sex based on what you call sex? Like if you say making love, does it give? Is it a different kind of sex than if you say fucking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little more tender. It's a little slower. Let me say this: when you're making love, there's probably a lot more foreplay in it that you're mm-hmm. looking forward to. Where when you're just having sex or you're fucking, you know, can we please get this foreplay out that way real quick so I can get to knocking it out? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm stressed. I need relief. Just yeah. Let's let's get the stress relief out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can also draw it out when you're not making love too, but that's just playing. So wait, wait. When you're when you're fucking, you don't mind the draw out, like the, like the you know taking it to the edge. And no, I was it. thinking more like when you're playing with somebody and not letting them come yet or whatever. It's still mm. not making love, but it's still not fucking right away. You, you know what was? You bring up a good point because I remember one time I was thinking to myself. I remember when I was 
in some like relationships when I was younger and stuff like that. And I would be like, you know, with, with women and I would just be telling them, I had the, like, I'll use the word again. I, Monica, I had the audacity to say, don't you the word fucking of the day. dare come yet. Don't you come yet. Like, and it probably turned around. It was crazy, right? But now I'm like, yeah. back and I think about it. I'm like, I was telling someone don't come. <laughs> like, <laughs> but do you have any idea what a following orgasm control has? People fucking love it. I, it was just funny though, right? Because now yeah. I think to myself, if I told her, don't if I told dare. them don't come, she'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if I'm like struggling to come and my husband tells me to. Or even goes a step further and says, well, if you don't come soon, then I'm just going to stop. I go right over the edge. Oh. And he does it for that reason. Okay. He, like, gives me a time limit so that. Damn. That's a lot of pressure. No way. Like, it turns me on. So it's like, there's different ways you can play with that. It's like your your <laughs> version of what we talked about with uh, Justine last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's the, not like. The yeah, aggressiveness, it's, right? He never even has to make good on the threat because I always come. So it's like. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny now, ever since the Justine episode, now when I go to work now, I'm like, I want to breath control you so bad. <laughs> and it, and it <laughs> totally not the takes same on kind a different thing. meaning, okay? <laughs> you just want to choke somebody. That's not, yes. that's not sexual. I want to choke you out so bad. Well, I, you know? I loved how she said that grip test. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, like, so you did this. Is that how they do it? Like, they do like, oh, do that to this girl or this guy and see how they react? Well, it's like, if I had to gauge a guess, the guy probably went up to her, put his hand in her hair, like all nice and gentle and sweet, and then took up a handful of it and probably pulled down on her hair to see how she reacted. And if she reacted like she liked it, then... That's my signature move. I just never knew there was a name for it. Well, it's it's it displays a lot of confidence, you know, and you, the, you can tell if a woman's into that kind of stuff or not by her reaction. The girl goes, ow, fucker. And no, they're not into that. But if the girl's like, I, I have to say, that would be me. Like, what the hell is wrong with this it's guy? Like, ow, fucker. And you're like, you're like shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> what if she's like, ooh. I would come back yeah. and tell you guys, like, this guy had the audacity to grab my hair. Hold <laughs> it. I have a lot of hair. <laughs> what kind of reactions did you get when you did that, Brian? I've got to be honest with you. I've never had a negative reaction to it. Right. And I could always tell you this because I always look for the signs too. And it's, <clears throat> I, so my Before signs. Before the grip are, test? No, when I'm doing the grip test. Because what I usually okay. do is I just grab it and I don't yank it. I just slowly pull it down. And when you do that, I'm telling you right now, and I'm not making this up. A woman's pupils just start dilating. <laughs> and when you see that, you're like, I'm going to be getting some tonight and it's going to be good. I'm telling you. She's yeah. putty in my hands. Yes. When you yeah. see those pupils dilate, oh, that ecstasy runs through their body and they're like, this boy's going to knock me out tonight. It's going to be great. Totally going to get breath controlled. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a serial killer right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's where it hilarious. starts, Dave. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, gee. yeah. We just set back that whole episode, but no, I, I, I got to tell you, there is some passion to that. Yeah, it just it displays a confidence. That's all. You don't even have to be a person that goes further than that. Right. It just and, displays and, exactly. a, a certain level of confidence, which people find sexy. That's all. Yeah. And the one the one girl I was with when I was out here, I think I, I've talked about this already. Like she loved that. 
Like I was, I would go up there and I would just do that. And she's like, and then while we were screwing around and stuff, she's like, pull my hair, pull my hair. The problem was she was very like Northern European and her hair was very fine and thin. Every time I would pull it, I can literally hear the, the hair popping out of her oh, follicles. Shit. And she's like harder. And I was like, I don't want to go. I, I can't. I will yank your hair out. She was so plastic, though. She was probably like, well, I'll just get some more put in. Don't worry about it. Yank that shit. <laughs> but I was too freaked out by it. Yeah. See, I mean, right now my hair, you know, is kind of fluffy because I had it in a bun. But my hair is actually pretty thin. It's fine now that I'm getting older and it just gets worse and I'm older. I don't want to lose any more hair than I've already <laughs> lost. So I wouldn't like anybody doing that to me. But Monica, <laughs> you know, we're not pulling your hair like you got, you know, you're a 13 year old getting punished by their parents, right? Back in the day. <laughs> no, it can be done sensually. Yeah. I have to say, nobody's ever tried that on me. Or even not even pulling it. But what about like, has a, has a guy ever like put their hand in your hair and just kind of like either massage your scalp or just kind of squeezed your hair? Like where they're not pulling it, but they're like kind of just gripping it. I can't remember. Monica, I'm going to have to have a, a session with all your lovers. You're gonna, I'm going to have to vet them. <laughs> I have to have a conversation with them before. You. All right, look, this is what you need to do to Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Send a text to the milkman. <laughs> it's just one of those things that just adds a little intensity during sex. That's all. That's another thing that makes great sex, right, is attention to detail. If somebody's, like, fucking you and they do un- something else while they're fucking you, it just intensifies the experience. Maybe, maybe that's just me. You mean like, but what if they look at their watch? That's not going to intensify your no, situation? No, <laughs> should be uh, something about the task at hand. Yeah, man, she said that. You hear the way she said that, Monica? That was pretty <laughs> sensual the way Tess just threw that out there. Something about the task at hand. <laughs> <laughs> that was a radio voice right there. Oh, Tess totally has a radio voice. Yeah. And I, well, it was the time where I wanted to record audio erotica. I never did. <laughs> I got to tell you, so, I feel like sometimes idea. after our episodes that um, Tim should basically go on our Instagram page and stuff and thank us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I'm using that voice on here. <laughs> no, I just meant for, you know, after you get off this podcast, sometimes you're like, hey, I'm a, I'm a little randy right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about some stuff. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Either that or Rachel's going to get a call. I don't know. <laughs> well, the milkman certainly got luckier. Yeah. As we said, part of our mission here is to make people's lives better, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Does anybody else got anything else to add? Do you got any questions? You want to learn anything about sex? Um, Let's see. Uh, um, You know what? I'll get back to you guys on that no. one. I don't know. <laughs> Tess, you got anything else? Closing remarks? Oh, I thought th- I thought you were asking Tess for closing yeah, remarks. I, think he I was. was. Yeah, yeah, she looked at the cobweb up in the corner of the room. <laughs> I actually <laughs> I looked out the spider. window at the trees, to be honest. Well, this is really nice, the green trees out there. Nice to bring that passion and energy. Thanks. <laughs> well, my closing thoughts is um, one night stands, since I don't do them anymore, I want callers to call in and tell me about their one night stands because I miss them. <laughs> Oh, shit. She should role play with M. Yeah. Too bad she doesn't drink, go to bars, do anything. <laughs> How would you role play a one night stand with your significant other? <laughs> That's a good question. Y- yeah, you make her leave. But oh. but you know her, though. <laughs> you know her. Yeah, that's true. And the problem is, if I make her leave, then I got to watch the kid all night. So like, yeah, it's not going to work out. Get some costumes or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, people do that. They do role play with the dress up or you got to try and pretend you don't know. That's hard for me. I can't play pretend. So, like, you're right, though, D. Like, do we go to bed and after we're done, we say, like, all right, do you really want to spend the night? 
Like whatever those awkward <laughs> conversations are. Yes. Yes. And like you think to yourself, God, I just want her to leave. She says, you know, she's thinking, oh, I want to stay and cuddle. Or does she tell you, God, I just want him to leave. Or you call her an Uber. Like, what do you like? How do you? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then at the last minute, cancel it. No, let her leave. Oh. Tell her, go sleep at your mom's tonight. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to role play every night. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Brian. No, I'll just never go stay at her mom's every night. Wouldn't you be shocked if she did leave, though? Hey, I would be completely shocked because I would say, you're taking the kid, right? <laughs> she's like, no. I'm like, Shit. I didn't come here with a kid. Yeah, damn it. She's role playing, too. Yeah, if she's role playing, I look like baby daddy. Oh, it's my weekend. Oh, God, man, this is turning me off. I don't, I don't <laughs> Brian, you're you guys suck. You made the story up in your head already. You could have just Brian. stopped and called her an Uber. We were trying to help you. You're the one that led it down to the path that you didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. I actually had an ex that wanted me to go to the bar with him and pretend that we didn't know each other so he could pick me up in the bar. And I'm like, why do you want to do that? And it was because he wanted people to know that he could bag me. Okay, that's fair. He wanted to give the illusion in the bar that he could get a chick like me. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't feel like doing that. Come on, that's kind of sexy. I didn't think so. Really? Mm -mm. Why? You don't want to be that trophy? I'm not a pretender. God, do you have any idea how the male brain works? That's, I was going to say, that's a real stupid ego thing. Like, Yes, exactly. <laughs> if I'm in the bar with you as thank your you, wife, D, you D, obviously got you. me. Mm-hmm. He's laughing because you're like, that's such a guy ego thing. You're like, yes, exactly. Yes, but the thing is, is I was with him. He obviously got me. Why'd I have to pretend we were strangers? But other people didn't know that. If I was there with him, then they did. Well, but you weren't supposed to be there. You were supposed to show up 10 minutes later and he's supposed to brag to his buddies. I'm going to be fucking, I'll bet you I fucked that tonight. I guess it's a guy thing to think that in 10 minutes, a woman just thinks this guy is so hot. She has to go with yes. him. And she just met him. Oh. You know, listen. It's so a guy thing. Pretend we're a seven-inch cock with girth and stroke us, okay? <laughs> Damn, Tesla. Give us, we need an ego burst, especially the older we get. We need an ego bush. Look at her shaking her head. Damn. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing I, I brought it up like, isn't that crazy that he wants to do that? And here you are going, oh my Brian's God, defending him. <laughs> yeah. Talk to your husband and say, hey, would this be, don't, don't preface it with anything. Just throw the scenario out and see what he thinks. And Monica, say the same thing to the milkman. And I want to know in the next episode what they say. D, it would be cool, right? I, I'm a little, I'm more towards the women on this one. <laughs> but I understand your sentiment, though. I get it. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but I totally get it. <laughs> no, I, I have to say, uh, if this was that card game, remember that game where you used to flip the card, card shark, and they'd flip the thing, you'd say higher, lower. I'd say that the percentage of guys that think that that would be really cool is pretty high. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, we need an ego boost, especially if you've been in a relationship for a while and nobody yeah. else is giving you that ego boost, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why he needed to always constantly, like, he always needed to know over a certain amount of time that he could still get a pretty girl. Yeah, that's that's all of us. It's not even a pretty girl at this point. It's just any girl. <laughs> you know, if you could tell your buddies, I'm going to get that tonight, even if it's a setup, and you do get that, you look like a pigeon chest. All right, kids, that's our show for tonight. Thank you for our 17 listeners. And we're signing off at Two and a Half Chicks, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. 
You take care. Have lots of sex. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>